headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions. The phone number, 888-825-5225. Megan starts off this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Megan. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks so much for taking my call, Dave and George. How are you guys today? Better than we deserve. What's up in your world? Well, my husband passed away nine weeks ago. Oh, my. Unexpectedly. Yes. And I am. He had a heart attack in the middle of the night. Oh, my Lord. How old was he? Um, I'm 31. He's 50. He was 50, I guess. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. So we have two very small children, two years old and nine months old. Mm. And I'm just terrified. I listen to you all the time. Um, I'm a huge fan, and I just wanted to know what advice you have for me. What mistakes do you see people make in this situation, and and what do I need to do? I just I'm at a loss. Mm-hmm. What what decisions are you needing to make right now? Well, the life insurance, which thankfully we had, um, just came in yesterday. So um, need to decide what to do with that. And How much was need that? To decide what to do. That's eight hundred. 800. Okay. And do you have a house? Yes, I have a house that um, I can't stand right now, as you can imagine. Mm. So. And what is it worth? It's worth about 700. We owe about 400 on it. Okay. All right. So let me kind of give you a general principle that we all use here. Um, and then we can back in out of that and into that for you know, you and I can, to, you and I and George can to figure out what your best, some of your best ideas are, okay? okay. Um, when you go through something like this, particularly something that is, um, when you go through losing someone, particularly suddenly and tragically, unexpectedly, it, uh, your brain, uh, no one's brain, uh, functions at full capacity in the middle of heavy grief, Okay. And so uh, you got this fog. I mean, Sharon, I've been married 40 years. If um, something happened to Sharon, my brain wouldn't work good for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so um, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I'm dumb. It doesn't mean I have a bad brain. It just means that in the middle of uh, this kind of trauma uh, is the worst possible time to make major decisions if you can avoid making major decisions. Is that logical? Yes. So, for instance, um, I wouldn't go on some kind of big campaign to become a professional investor with $800,000 right now. You're 31 years old with two little babies, and you're, you know, you, you know, and you just had this horrible thing happen. And, and so I, I always tell people, if you can, let's just put that in a CD and park it for six months and cry. Okay. I don't, I'm not making any decisions for six months. I'm just going to cry and let the fog of grief go by because uh grief comes in waves i mean you'll be going along everything's fine and all of a sudden it just hits you right mm-hmm. some sm- some silly smell or noise or something 
you know, triggers your brain, triggers a memory, and it just hits you, and you don't even see it coming. And that, that you know, you don't want to make a eight hundred thousand dollar investment decision in the middle of that. So, if you can, let's do nothing. Okay. That's first thing. Now, doing nothing is not possible because you got to eat, keep the lights on. You've got to figure out, you know, do you have an income? Do you work? I've taken leave from work since this has happened. Okay. What were you so doing? No. Um, I was a personal assistant. Okay. And what were you making? Um, 65. Okay. He, he was the breadwinner. I got the, the main breadwinner. Okay. All right. And if you if you make decisions, um, let's try to make decisions that can be undone. Okay, <laughs> let me give you an example. Okay, it might be okay to sell the house if you want out. If you just can't stand the place right now, I take it he passed away at home. Yeah, in our bed. Yeah, and so just walking around that house is icky. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. I can't stand this house. Yeah, That's yeah. what you said. Yeah. So it, it's okay to move. However, moving is emotionally traumatic too. Mm. With two babies, dad gum right. <laughs> Everything you do is emotionally traumatic. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I, I, I don't think I would go buy a $700,000 house today. So okay. if I did anything, I would just sell and go find something to rent. And, you know, it's my crying spot for six months or a year. I'm going to sit here for a year, and then later I'm going to make a decision on where I want to live. Okay. But I don't think you're in I I, I would not be in the state of mind to make a decision on where I want to live for the next five years. Right. So if you want to dump the house, that's something that the only downside of that is you can't get that house back. Right. But you can get another house later. Um, if you just go, okay, the chances of me wanting to live here five years from now is almost zero, and the chances of me wanting to live here five days from now is zero, so I'm done with this thing. We're tapping out on it. So now I don't have 800. Now I got a million two to sit in a CD while I just rent and go back to work and pay my bills or pull enough off the million two to quit your job and start a new job a year from now and just set aside a salary, set aside a hundred thousand bucks to live on for a year. Okay. Okay. But what you don't want to get into then is grief spending, which is medicating the pain with buying stuff. So you set yourself on a, like you, like you say, okay, here's an amount of money I'm not going to touch. Like if we did that, if we sold the house and you said you got 400,000 equity, right? Yes. Okay. Plus 800 is a million too. Following me? Yes, sir. Your rent? You don't have any other debt, right? No, sir. Okay. And you just you just put yourself in park mode so you can heal. Give yourself some margin to heal. And then a year from today, we decide what your you you decide what your career is. A year from today, based on your new career, you decide what house you want to buy. Okay. And you say out of that million two, I'm going to set aside 100,000 over here. And I'm, that's going to be my salary, $8,000 a month for one year, and I have no payments except a rent payment. That makes sense? Yes, it does. And you don't touch the other million one for anything. Don't tell, yeah. me, you fa- don't tell me you found something in the middle of your grief that you have to do because there, there's no such thing. <laughs> okay. Follow me? 
Because I've seen yes, people sir. burn through this, and, I, and I've seen them make dumb decisions trying to be stiff upper lip, trying to be strong in a time when you don't shouldn't even be trying to be strong. You should yeah. just cry. Move slow and just grieve. Yeah. Mm. So sorry, Megan. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, sit down with one of our Smart Investor Pros. They'll help you execute that on getting rid of the house as an ELP, a real estate person, and get a Smart Investor Pro for helping you with the investing as well if that's the plan you decide to execute on. That sounds okay to me. In an uncertain world, being a good steward of your money is more important than ever. While some circumstances can't be controlled, there are items within your budget you can take charge of, such as your health care costs. For nearly 40 years, Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, has provided a budget-friendly means of sharing for medical bills when our members need it. Learn more by visiting chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Christian Healthcare Ministries is a Ramsey Trusted provider. All right, put your phone down. Over the years, we've substituted having deep and meaningful conversations for binge-watching Netflix or scrolling through social media and seeing how many Facebook friends you have, which, by the way, if you didn't know, those aren't real friends. Sometimes you can be sitting right next to someone but feel a 1,000 miles apart. You deserve better relationships. That's why mental health expert Dr. John Deloney created Questions for Humans. These are conversation starters that will help you put your phone down and actually connect and have a conversation with the people you care about. These cards are flying off the shelves. You guys keep asking for more topics, and we took the hint. We have new conversation cards, brand new. There's a girls' night out, a guys' night, a dating, a parents and teens, and a workplace edition. Spend time laughing together, learning something unexpected, and build deeper, stronger relationships. Pick up one or two of our new questions for humans conversation starter cards and start having fun shop at ramseysolutions.com our question of the day comes from blinds.com find out for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings free samples free shipping and the new promos they run all the time will save you even more use the promo code ramsey and you'll get the best deal today's question comes from rick in delaware He says, I'm 27 years old, and for the most part, I follow your financial advice. I only pay for things with cash or debit. However, I have over $100,000 of open credit. When stocks crashed earlier this year, I used two of my credit cards to borrow $20,000 at 0% interest and bought S&P index ETFs. I thought, wow, stocks crashed. I'll buy now, pocket three to 5000 when the market bounces back, and pay off the balance. Now, the ETF values are even lower. The total I had in the stock market was 30000 and now I only have 21000 The 0% APR on the cards will end in October of next year. Should I pay off my credit cards now and take a loss of $9,000, or should I ride the wave until the loan is over since all the money is in indexes? I have only $2,000 in cash, I make 35000 a year, and I have about 1500 in monthly expenses. Oof. A lot of bad decisions were made here. 
That's why you get the big bucks, George. This, <laughs> Rick sounds like a 27-year-old making $35,000 who thought he was going to get rich quick by using credit cards to invest. Yeah, There's yikes written all over this, but we'll answer his question. Proverbs says, um, he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Every time you set yourself up to get rich quick, you're going to get your head taken off. Um, there is no shortcut to any place that's worth going. And so this is the lesson of this horrible tale uh, for this young man and for any of you listening to this young man's horrible tale. Um, so basically, you're going to have some pain. You're just going to have to choose your pain. Okay. You're going to have the pain of waiting and risking even more. If you ride until October, it could be down further, and you could be further in the hole. Or it could come up, and you might not, not have to write a check for $9,000. $9,000 is a lot of money when you make 35000 However, you can make $1,500 a month delivering pizza or Uber Eats. And your little butt's about to go to work to pay for your stupidity, my son. Because uh, I've done the same thing, and that's the only way I got out of it. It's worked my way through it. So when I've done something stupid, Rick, and I have done a lot of stupid things. I have a Ph.D. in D-U-M-B, buddy. So uh, when I do something stupid and it causes me to lose money, I call that stupid tax. And you, young man, are getting ready to write a check for stupid tax. The only question is how big the check is. You can name your poison right now. It's 9000 bucks, and call it. Call it a day. I learned my lesson, not playing this game anymore. Over. I found usually if it starts with easy, it ends with hard. And he was trying to make an easy 3000 and now he owes a hard 9000 because he wanted to take a shortcut and try to game yeah. the system. And every night when you're delivering pizza, just go, you know, I hate the idea of borrowing money on credit cards to buy ETFs. I hate the money. I hate the idea of borrowing money on credit cards to buy ETFs. I hate the I hate the idea of trying to beat the market with borrowed money. I hate the idea. And just by the time you finish delivering all those pizzas, you will really hate the idea. That card's going to get cut up. Yeah, and you'll be done with this. Forever. What are we doing? Giving twenty-seven-year-olds making thirty-five k a hundred thousand dollars of open credit? Uh, we didn't, but uh, some idiot bank did. Uh, so. But yeah, so Rick, you really have two options. I mean, one is limit your losses to nine thousand, or take a chance. Um, you're going to likely take some medicine, somewhat less than nine thousand, somewhat more than nine thousand. What is the market going to do between now and October? I do not know. Um, I do not know. His track record of timing I, I, I the market think, is I not think the great. market is going to come back up, but I don't know if it's going to make it by October. I think there's enough negative pushes on the market that I don't know if it recovers 100% of your money by October. I I wouldn't make that bet. I'm not saying. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, so if I'm in your shoes and I don't know, what I don't need is more pain. I'm probably going to – I would rather have a known devil than a future unknown devil. Mm-hmm. Because that nine thousand could turn into twelve thousand by October. It could. It could turn into fifteen uh, before it turns into nothing. 
I mean, it could turn into nothing. That's a pos- Everything's a possibility here on the table. But So I, I think you're paying $9,000 in tuition to the School of Life, and you're getting ready to write a check and graduate with honors. Summa cum laude. Yep. Look at that. No, it's a thank you, Lottie. Thank you, Lottie. Yeah, that's it. So, jeez, um, yeah. Ouch. I'm sorry. I, I'm not making fun of you because I'm, I'm readily admitting I've done dumber things when I was exactly your age. Crap, I went bankrupt when I was 28. So, with millions of dollars in real estate debt. So, you know, you're a little $9,000 stupid ain't even close to mine. So, uh, you know, I'm not picking on you. I'm not shaming you. But I do want you to realize and say out loud, one of the benefits of me going bankrupt is I figured out it doesn't work. What doesn't work? And I don't do it again. I've done a lot of stupid things. Very seldom, George, have I done the same stupid thing twice. You learned a lesson. I generally find a new one to do. You touched a hot stove and went, not again. But yeah, this is. So um, the goal is to save up the 9000 by October so you can pay it off. No, just pay it off as quickly as you can. Put it on a credit card, pay it off now. It's on a credit card, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's on there. It's on there. Just cash out your your stocks today. You got $9,000 left. And or your ETF today, you got nine thousand dollars in credit card debt, and because you were stupid, and you go deliver pizzas and pay off your stupid, and work like a maniac. And if you can deliver pizzas eighty hours a week and be done in three months or two months, that'd be great. But um, it's going to take you a little while. But you, mm-hmm. you you know, clean up your mess, and all the while going. I learned my lesson. 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 What I was it? about that age when I bought gold. Oh, I lost five grand on that gold deal. I was wow. about because, and I had it all figured out. I was so smart for a stupid guy, and so yeah, what is the mentality behind this? Is it this? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna outsmart the system. I figured it out. Yeah, there's an. Let me is tell that you, arrogance. Every time you fall for get rich quick, it's um, usually not every time. It, it's almost always got an, a level of arrogance to it. Like I, you know, I understand that there's risk, but I am smarter than all these people who perceive there to be too much risk because I've got this figured out. Mm. And there's always that that element of arrogance to your diving into Bitcoin, you're diving into Beanie Babies. Jeez, well, thank you, Rich. Stuff people put money into. He's a cautionary tale, so he helped us out today. Yeah, hopefully stopping he, another twenty-seven year old. Rick is your anti-mentor for the day. Uh, everybody needs an anti-mentor. Bless your heart, Rick. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you're going through this. But, hey, good news is it's only $9,000. Good news, you're 27. You got the rest of your life to never do this stupid butt stuff again. This is The Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today richard is with us in bethesda maryland hi richard welcome to the ramsey show hi dave and george how are you better than we deserve what's up well just paid off forty five thousand dollars of my debt totally debt free how long did it take you to do that brother right around 18 months good for you and your range of income during that year and a half 
So I was making around 42000 plus another 26000 with allowances from the military. Mm-hmm. So Th- about 68000 in total. So through that whole time, that was your income. Okay, cool. So thanks for your service. Yes. Very cool. What kind of debt was the 45000 So I had around 20000 in credit cards and about 25000 in a car loan. All right. So you pay off the car or sell it? I paid it off. Wow. Man, you've been busting it. I have. Like beans and rice, rice and beans. It's pretty much been that way. Yeah, 18 months, you've been no fun. Pretty much. <laughs> but it's worth it in the end. Yeah, now you're the definition of fun. You're dead free, man. I love it. Absolutely. How's it feel to have no payments? Big burden, you know, off my shoulders. Hmm. So 18 months ago, you were living La Vida Loca, and then you decided to, you know, batten up the hatches here. What happened 18 months ago? Pretty much, you know, the payments, you know, after I get my paycheck, I make the payments, and I only have a few hundred left over to last me in the next couple of weeks. And I had a good friend who gave me the total money makeover, and I finally started reading it, implemented it, uh, wanted to, you know, change a lifestyle. Mm. How long did it lay around after he gave it to you before you read it? About a week. Oh, that's not bad. That's okay. impressive. You said I finally got around to reading it. I didn't know. I thought maybe it was two years. Well, right? I want to know, because a lot of people say, I try to give my friend the total money makeover, and they laugh you out of the room. What was it? That, were you, did you complain to him? And he was going, hey, if you're sick and tired, here's the book for you. And he did it in a winsome way. Well, for a long time, he would always talk about it to other people, and I would never, I would hear him, but I wouldn't listen to him. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I started looking at my own situation and realized I was unhappy with it. So I finally started listening to him, and that's when he handed me the book and it changed my life. Man, I love it. I like this guy. What's his first name? Dave. Way to go, Dave. Cool. Dave, here's Dave. Here we go. That's great. I like it. That's awesome. So what was the biggest sacrifice you made? It sounds like there was a lot. What was the biggest one where you went, man, this one hurts? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? What was the biggest sacrifice you made in those 18 months? I mean, pretty much no fun. Mm. Um, You know, pretty much work, home, only getting necessities that I needed. Uh, You know, cutting out the fun, excessive spending, no vacations. And your friends went, dude, you're no fun anymore. What happened? You went, I'm trying to get out of debt, dude. Well, he's also one of the big reasons why I was able to pay it off so quick. Um, he allowed me to live with him rent-free, and I oh, offered wow. to pay rent. But he this, says, no, pay off your debt. How generous. This guy's a real friend. He is. That's pretty amazing. Very yeah, cool. I wouldn't, wouldn't be here without him. That's neat, man. Yeah, if you're going to work hard and do that, I'll let you do this for free. Yeah, I'm, I won't be part. Of, I want to be part of your success story. I like friends like that. That's awesome. Well done, sir. Very, very, very well done. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So, how's it feel to have no payments after all this work? It feels amazing. Um, it's definitely the new lifestyle I want to keep. Um, I don't have a house, so you know, been you know saving up to eventually put a down payment down in the next you know, a few years or so, but definitely not going back to credit cards or anything. But what about the, the cash it. back, Richard? What about the rewards and the points? You're not going to miss that? Absolutely not. It's not <laughs> worth it. Wow. I guess you can give yourself cash back because you have money now. Absolutely. That's a good plan. 
I love it. You're impressive, man. Thank you so much for your service, and what a great job getting rid of this debt. So what do you tell people Thank the key to getting out of debt is? Did I already ask you that? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Um, you just have to have the mindset to want to do it. You know, it's not you either have to, you know, jump in the pool or get out. Um, all in or not. So No toe dipping. Just, right. You know, you can't just kind of want to do it and implement just a little bit of it, you know. Can't do it ish. You got to be all in. Man, I'm proud of right. you, Richard. Proud of you. How old are you, sir? 29, sir. Very good. Excellent. You got the rest of your life to live with no payments. You're going to make so much money. You're going to do so well. Well done. You really, really, really conquered a big issue here. Very, very well done. We got a copy of the Baby Steps Millionaire's book for you, number one bestseller, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth, and How Richard Will, too. It's not exactly what it says on the cover, but pretty close. And, um, Hey, also a copy of Total Money Makeover. You can give that to a friend like your friend Dave did for you, giving you that. And I'm going to give you a one-year membership to Financial Peace University and Every Dollar Premium in the Ramsey Plus membership and get you get you started on the whole thing and let you go through the class. If you've not been through it, if you have been through it, give it away to somebody. And uh, it's all new videos, and including George and Dr. Deloney and Rachel Cruz and me doing the, all the lessons. And so it's all there, all our gift to you to say we, we're proud of you. We congratulate you. We salute you. Very, very well done. Richard in Bethesda, Maryland, $45,000 paid off in 18 months, making sixty eight a year. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt-free. Yeah. This is how it's done. Very cool. Jim is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Jim. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Hey, George. How are you guys? Great. How can we help? Um, so I've gone through the class, um, myself and my wife, and we, we did this probably about five, six years ago. Uh, I, I know what we're supposed to do. I know the steps. I know everything that's supposed to be done. But for whatever reason, we just can't get it done. We don't, we don't start. We don't initiate. We'll save a thousand dollars. We'll spend it. Um, how do you get to that gazelle intensity? <laughs> mm. Well, do you guys want it badly enough? Cause it sounds like you want to have fun more than you want to be out of debt. And in all honesty, I think that's probably where we're at. We both, to sit down and said we're sick and tired, but then as soon as the opportunity comes up to, well, you know, let's go do this, let's go do that, we end up doing it. Mm-hmm. You, you need situation. a um, you, you need a bigger why. Your your why is not big enough. Your why for doing this whole thing is we're mildly we have mild discomfort, so we should get rid of our mild discomfort. That's your only reason for screwing with this, and that's not big enough to push you through. You can have something that sets your hair on fire, man. You got kids. We do. We have four kids, five grandkids. Um, we our, our debt scenario, if you took a hurricane, earthquake, and a tornado, and they all had a baby, that would be our financial situation. We've robbed from Peter, Dave Paul. <laughs> How much debt do you guys have? Um, including the house, we're well over probably three, four $400,000. How much is the house? Debt. Uh, house right now is at 300000 so you got about hundred thousand dollars of consumer debt? Uh, probably yes. Probably. I, actually, I'm sorry. Our debt in the house is two thirty. Okay. What, what's your household income? 
162. Okay. All right. Well, you're right, Jim. I mean, y'all are just lazy. I mean, you're just, you you know what to do, and you're just hadn't, you're just too lazy to go do it. And so you got, but the reason, the reason any of us are lazy is one of two things. Uh, One is we're just comfortable sitting in our own poop, or two, um, we don't believe it can be done, and we're hopeless. We've lost our hope. And the second one is more of a heartbreak. The first one's more of a you need your butt kicked. And so um, we're the, we're the people to help you with either one. We we can we can love you and through your heartbreak, or we can kick your butt. Or we love because we love you, and we want you to go win. So I'm gonna put you into Financial Peace University. And Jim, you need to put a picture of these little kids on your refrigerator, and go. They deserve a better grandpa than that. And he's about to clean his crap up. It's about time. Act like a grown man and stuff. You can do this. Don't call here if you don't want that. (laughs) We love you, Jim. You can do it, brother. Hang on. We'll help you. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Acts twenty four sixteen. In view of this, I also do my best to maintain always a blameless conscience, both before God and before men. Benjamin Franklin said, "The best tranquilizer is a clear conscience." Amen. George Camel, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Allison is in Cincinnati. Hi, Allison. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, thank you guys for taking my call today. I have a business question for you. Cool. But before I dive into that, I'll give you a breakdown of our financial situations to give you a basis to answer. So my husband and I both work. Um, we're on track to make about 150000 this year. Our only debt is our mortgage. We owe 110000 and it's worth about 800000 So my husband's a contractor. He, ha- he opened the business about six years ago. And while he loves what he does and he's talented, it's very um, the twenty four seven job. We're constantly answering calls and you know people wanting work done and that kind of thing. So we've been tossing around the idea of doing of purchasing a flip house. Um, but with that, you know, there's pros and cons too. Um, some of the things that we've considered pros is that you know we're going to have limited customer contact, potential for a big profit. Um, my husband can do most of the work, so the cost would be low. And then I've heard you say that house prices are going to continue to grow up, um, to go up. So if we were able to find a good deal, you know, I think now would be the time. But the con to that is, um, you know, it would take a lot of our cash flow up front. And then the unstable market, the increase of interest rates, and then the waiting game to get our money back. So I'm calling to find out when do you think would be a good time for us to purchase that and do that type of um you know, um, transitioning from our current business to that type of work, um, or if you think we should wait, given our situation. How much of the one hundred and fifty was your husband's income? Um, he makes about a hundred, and I make about fifty. 50. Okay, and um, yeah. do you have cash to do the flip with? Yes. Yeah, so our goal would be to purchase it in in cash. Um, How much cash do you have? Property. Um, we have about sixty to seventy thousand 
Um, and then, of course, between the time that we purchase, he has work already lined up. So it would be several months before we could actually get to it. So mm-hmm. we, we have the potential to make another thirty to 40000 mm-hmm. before we would even start. And that includes not touching your emergency fund. That's correct. Okay. All right. Um, I would do both. Okay. I wouldn't switch until you've got enough flips going and your flip business is proven to walk away from the contracting business. And and instead, what I would do is I I think you're managing, um, I, I think you can change your business. Uh, conversation with your clients um uh-huh. you know when i first started at this i allowed people to call me 24 hours a day seven days a week because they were having collectors call them and i you know i was coaching people and they were in trouble and they were behind on their house and they could call me at night if they got a collector call or whatever and i i, I would you know i was available anytime uh now i'm never mm-hmm. available <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs> And it doesn't mean I don't care, and it doesn't mean I'm not serving our customers. Um, and so I think you can just say, listen, we, you know, we work um, between these hours on these houses, mm-hmm. and anything we do outside of those hours is an exception rather than mm-hmm. a rule. You know, if you've got a customer coming mm-hmm. in from out of town and you're building a house for them and they only can meet on you know, Friday afternoon after work, well, that's fine. You can go do that. But not every Friday afternoon after work, and you're not available 24-7. So you just go, we're right. just not available during this time, and you just don't answer your phone. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly yeah. – you can build a, a custom house for people, and they get their questions answered and their concerns addressed and um, perfectly fine in a normal work week without being available all the time. You just got to change your customer expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, so let me give you an example of that. Okay. A different, a different world, but a different, but a similar thing. Most customer service lines are the people on the other, the people receiving the calls are trained by stupid people that say stuff like the customer's always right. And no matter how abusive they are, you have to put up with them. If you call mm-hmm. the Ramsey concierge team, we will be kind to you. We will answer your question. We will serve you. Under no circumstances will we allow you to mistreat our people inside this building. I have taught them to fire mm-hmm. your butt as a customer if you're going to be a butt to one of them. Mm-hmm. I said, listen, we'll just mm-hmm. give you your money back, and you don't need one of our books. You need to spend that money on counseling because you have a rage problem. And so move on. You know, and, and so we just don't have we – don't, we don't accept the normal customer service model. We serve our customers – while we maintain our dignity and allow them to do the same. And so you can serve them without being available 24-7. I just really want a segment okay. now where Dave takes customer service calls. That would make me really happy. <laughs> it wouldn't but make them I, happy. To Dave's point, I just think there's a lot of risk in switching the business, and you may not see any income from this investment property for months and months and months, putting you guys in a lurch. And so I like but, the idea of continuing this side first. Yeah. Puts, yeah, that's, our, much that's our biggest concern. Yeah, it puts too much yeah, pressure on the just, deal. Anytime you get pressure on the deal, you give the house away. Right. Oh, we got to get rid of got to move this thing. we got to get our cash freed up. And, and if you don't have to, um, you don't have to become a, um, a motivated seller. And uh, when you're yeah, not a motivated seller. I'm sorry? I'm sorry. What's, what's your thoughts about, um, like, the market right now? Like, you know, I, I've heard you say prices are just going to keep going up. And we've actually found a good deal 
we yep. think, um, a, a property for 42000 we think we could put all in at 100 and probably sell it for two twenty. Um, do that's you pretty see incredible. buyers? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot that's, of work. That's the hope. That's a big rehab. It is a lot of work. That's it a is. Big rehab. It is a lot of work. Okay. But my concern is, I wouldn't the want that to be my there. only job. Okay. I, I think your husband keeps some contracting going. Maybe he takes less of it and fewer jobs mm-hmm. at better margins, and he sets the hours like I'm talking about. Um, and you set your customers' expectations reasonably while you do this rehab. Uh, maybe you cut back 25 30% on his side, and then you do this rehab. That's fine. But I, I wouldn't just turn one off and turn on the other. Whether the market's hot or not, that's not a reflection of the market. It's a business model issue for me. Your business okay. model should be that you, you need to proof text your ability to do these rehabs because a rehab the size you're talking about doing, if you miss the estimate on that rehab, it's an extra month and an extra $25,000, mm-hmm. you're about to blow your profit margin. Right. And so okay. I, I like to do stuff with minimal rehabs for flips. A heavy mm-hmm. rehab is much higher risk on a flip because it takes longer and you might miss the estimate. You know, because, you know, I, we bought, I used to buy these stinking historic houses and they don't build them like they used to. Thank God, you know. And we would open up a wall, and inside that wall, we thought we were just going to, you know, run some wire or change out some uh, plaster for some drywall or something. And, oh, my God, you open up the wall, and you got to rebuild the whole freaking thing because it's just a disaster back there. And that was not in the estimate. Mm. You know, you can't tell that till you open up the wall. And um, so you, just you got twisted lumber from 1902 further. that they put in there green because there was a, goal, a building boom, and they didn't even let the lumber uh, properly properly dry out, mm. properly age before they put it in the dadgum house, and it just it looks like a pretzel in there. But on paper, your plan seemed great. Yeah, it was just it was, you know, my estimates had all kinds of margin in them. Yeah, but now you've got uh, now I got a whole nother wall I got to build, and so it's just that I don't can't tell you how many times that happened. Chip and, and Joanna, that was thirty make years it ago, so four thirty five years ago, and you can still tell I'm pissed about it. But yeah, wow. but you know the uh, so that that's what you're facing. So take your time, don't bet the entire income of your household or the future of your income of your household on this one deal and let this deal kind of stand out there on its own and you'll do better with it but i love what you're doing you're paying cash for it you're industrious people you're hard-working people i like the plan overall uh, yeah i I think you're going to be great but just do a couple of those things we're talking about there and i think it's going to work out perfectly for you Good hour, George. Well Fun done. times. Thank you. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Do you love a good day, Brand? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.